Welcome to Behind the Line, where we pull back the curtain on the challenges facing first responders and frontline workers. The work you do is unique, and so are the stresses that go with it. Join me as we tackle key issues to reduce risks for burnout, and as we work to support you in doing the job you love without sacrificing being the kind of person you want to be. Hey there, and welcome back to Behind the Line. I'm your host, Lindsay Foss. If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy. And after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I've become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real-life behind-the-scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. Welcome back, everyone. I hope March is giving you some sunnier days. I know that I'm finding it so nice to see the sun stay out a little longer each day and hearing the birds out more. We are coming back to our new series, In the Thick of It, Small Steps for Quick Wins. During this series, I will be bringing you some of my favorite tools. These are all things that are not rocket science. They are totally able to be integrated into your life, no matter how crazy or chaotic it might be. And they're guaranteed to make a difference if you apply them consistently. I teased this one a bit at the end of last week's episode, so you might already know that this week we're talking about how we tell the story. Last week, we talked about opposite action, which is a way we can actively engage in doing something different with our trauma experience. Opposite action is practical and tangible. It's about doing different. Today, as we talk about story, we're talking about thinking different and actively participating in shaping the narrative of who we are, how we're defined, and how we allow trauma and experiences like that to speak to this in us and about us. For today's discussion, I am going to use an analogy from a movie. Now, when I've tried using this analogy recently in sessions, I have discovered that no one seems to have watched this movie, which is crazy to me. So know that part of your homework after this episode is going and watching this movie if you haven't yet done so. I'll say now, there may be some teensy-weensy spoilers embedded in this episode. In Spider-Man No Way Home, the latest Spider-Man, played by the adorable Tom Holland, is faced with villains from alternate Spider-Man storylines, and he's helped by a couple of Spider-Men from previous versions, including my youthful heart's delight, Tobey Maguire. Now, here's the important thing to understand for the purposes of our illustration today. In the movie, we are reintroduced to classic characters from the Spider-Man franchise. Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro, and the Lizard. We relive their bad guy activities, but this time, each of them 
is presented with their backstory. The story that shaped their villainhood. As you witness these stories, the viewer is suddenly confronted with empathy and understanding for how we got here. The context offered by their beginnings is a glimpse into the unraveling of a person due to trauma and circumstances so outside of a person's control. Characters that moments before felt appalling suddenly feel like a biting dog that you realize is only biting because of how mistreated it's been. Okay, here's where we get to the link to the stories we tell in our own lives. Often, the stories we tell about ourselves and the events that have happened to us and around us are dictated from the most vulnerable and fearful parts of us. As a result, they tend to be narrated from a place of shame, self-judgment, unreasonably high expectations, and so on. We will be likely to see ourselves as the villain, sometimes even twisting stories where we are clearly the victim into stories where that still means it was somehow our fault because we allowed bad things to happen to us. We have to be careful about how we tell stories. Just like the villains in Spider-Man, if we only tell the story deprived of any connection to context, the story about them is just that they're bad. They do bad things. They hurt people. They are uncaring and unyielding. But when we connect to a fuller picture, a more accurate depiction of these people as wounded and wounding emerges. And when we see the fuller story, we also have access to information that can help us make it different. Rather than just being bad and needing to be punished, we can see that the wounds need to be healed. Behind the Line is sponsored by Beating the Breaking Point. Beating the Breaking Point is a seven-part online training program designed specifically for first responders and frontline workers and tailored to fill the gaps in your training to support resilience and sustainability. Whether you're new to the work and wanting to cultivate tools to prevent burnout, compassion fatigue, and related concerns, or you are deep into your years on the job and have gone a few rounds with burnout and other mental health challenges, this program offers the foundational pieces you need to support personal and professional wellness for the long haul. You are a helper. You love your work and you sacrifice a lot. Investing in you and your sustainability is the best gift you can give yourself and those who lean on you. We make this program as risk-free as possible by offering a limited money-back guarantee to ensure that it's a fit for you. If you enjoy Behind the Line, you are going to love this program. Google Beating the Breaking Point Lindsay and find everything you need to get started or use the link in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. 
we as humans are storytellers. Our brains are wired that way. Thinking back on human history, we have always told stories and used this as a key tool in passing down information, keeping next generations connected to previous generations. We are constantly telling stories of ourselves, of others, of our experience. While we are well-versed at telling stories, we are not generally well-trained in telling them accurately or completely. It can be a little bit like the telephone game when you're a kid. The message at the beginning gets warped along the way and distorted into something totally different as it gets passed along. The same phenomenon happens with stories inside of our own heads. Instead of a message being passed from one person to the next, it's being passed through multiple filters in your mind. Filters that scan for embarrassment, shame, stupidity, failure, weakness, and anything else perceived as necessary to protect you from the parts of you that feel inadequate. I've mentioned many times before on this show that your brain is naturally wired to give higher valuing to negative experiences as these are important for learning and keeping yourself safe. The good things are already good, but the bad things, those we need to pay attention to so we don't let them continue to happen. As a result of this, the filters in our heads tend to be largely dictated by the negative skews we hold rather than any of the positive ones. And by default, our brain will run the story of an experience or who it believes us to be through these filters, ultimately popping out a distorted version of a story at the end that is often extremely inaccurate but feels very real and true to the parts inside of us. The real challenge is that operating from a place of believing that this story, this skewed story is true, leads us to acting from belief that we are much like the villains in Spider-Man. It paints us into a corner, believing that we are destined to be weak, unacceptable, unlovable, helpless, powerless, stupid, and so on. The filters will continue to find confirmation by biasing stories on an ongoing that further reflect these, and we will feel increasingly helpless to the belief that we aren't enough. To change the default, we have to do a few key things. Number one, Notice when your brain is telling a story. You have to learn to catch it in the act. Number two, be aware of your personal classic filters. We all have a few that tend to stand out and be the heavy lifters when telling stories about ourselves. And my guess is it won't take you long to figure out what those are for you. Number three, be intentional about catching the default story and confronting it with context. 
help your brain learn that there's more to the story than what the filters would have it believe. And then number four, experiment with telling alternative stories. Now, let me clarify, you don't have to believe them, but you have to be able to entertain that they are possible as much as the default narrative might be. For example, one of my personal filters is stupid. I often judge this of myself due to some past experiences. When my feeling is embarrassment and my internal judgment is stupid, I get curious about what else might be happening. And you know what is often a more accurate story? I tried something that felt risky and it didn't go perfectly, but it was brave. This story tends to be far more accurate, but it is harder to tell because it is certainly not the default. It takes intentional effort at interacting with my default systems and digging beneath the quick and dirty assumptions my brain will jump to. For those of you who are part of the Beating the Breaking Point support experience, you'll find a new infographic tool posted to the training vault to help guide this process in creating alternative stories. If you don't know about Beating the Breaking Point, go check it out in the show notes. The link is there. And if you have any questions about joining, email me at support at thrive-life As we wrap up for today, let me remind you that if you value this podcast and want to help us in our mission to support frontline wellness, there are three ways that you can do exactly that. Number one, rate and review behind the line on Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening. Number two, follow me on social media at Lindsay A. Foss and engage with me and this amazing little community that we're building there. Every time that you like, comment, and share our posts, you help us to spread like wildfire, thanks to the magic of the algorithm. And number three, share this resource and our other resources with those you know, whether it's forwarding our weekly newsletters on to your friends and coworkers, listening to the podcast as part of a team meeting, or using our burnout indicators checklist and triage guide as a staff-wide tool Every little bit helps us take our mission to the next level and serve those who are sacrificing so much to serve our communities out on the front lines. Know that we can be found online on our website, on most major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. We make all of our resources available to you because the work you do matters. But more than that, you matter. And we want to make sure you have what you need to keep up the good work at work, as well as in your real life outside of work. So use it and share it. And until next time, stay safe.